Hi and welcome to episode 8 of Running Partners with me Paul. And me Alison. Hi everyone, so uh, today we're going to be talking about ultra marathons, that's our main topic for the day. So we've got quite a lot to say about that I think and share a bit of our own experiences and, and that of others and some races we've done and, and hopefully it'll be interesting to anyone who might have done an ultra, might be thinking about doing an ultra or anyone who just enjoys running and it might be something that they're piques their interest for the future. So before we get into that, we've just got a few mentions and a bit of uh, race information as well. And also we'll cover our uh, running from the last seven days. So I think the the big news this week is you did clown half, didn't you, last Sunday? So do you want to tell us all about how that went? Yeah, yeah. So clown half marathon last Sunday. So Clown is a, a village just near Chesterfield. In Derbyshire. In Derbyshire. So um, so we're in Sheffield, so not not far. So yeah, Clown Half Marathon. So did that last Sunday. Travelled there with with my kind of running pal Mark and his partner Emma and Rosie, who I've mentioned before, who I've been given a bit of coaching help to in the lead up to this race. So there was four of us. So it was really kind of nice day, nice weather, not, you know, kind of perfect running conditions in sort of temperature, not too hot not too cold but it was a bit windy and I was a bit bit worried about the wind um and did that have an impact then do you think a little bit yeah it's it's uh I think you've done it before it's quite a hilly mm, I did it course. last year yeah it can there's a the hills are sort of more towards the end aren't mm, they? It's, it's a bit rolling a bit undulating I mm. suppose and probably gradually sort of Although it's up and down, gradually down in the first half and then gradually up in the second half uh, with a couple of climbs sort of in the last few miles and the we, the wind was in our faces for those. But a great event, like really well organised. You worry about toilets and that sort of thing, but plenty of t- toilets. Not a massive field. I think there's about 800 people is the, the limit. So yeah, good organisation. Got my number before and all that sort of stuff. So you didn't, you know, didn't have to worry about that on the day. So how did you get on then? Yeah, so yeah, guessing. so I won't go through a full mile <laughs> by mile. It's a mile one. No, so um, so yeah, so I so I managed a time I was really pleased with. So I was just under one hour twenty three. So something like one hour twenty two fifty seven mm-hmm. not a pb not a pb but near i was about uh I think about 40 seconds off my pb but to be honest probably it felt as good as a pb because the course was harder than the mm-hmm. i've done one quicker half than that and it was a much flatter course so i was kind of like pleased with that time and i managed to finish 12th position out Yay. of about 750 people finished the race so well done yeah i was pleased and i was second v40 so when you're running the race obviously you've got no idea people don't advertise their ages so you don't Mm -hmm. know kind of where you are in your age category during the race and the person who won the v40 congratulations to them a guy called Stuart I think he he was about 30 seconds in front of me so he got the 10 pound note in the in the envelope (laughs) so that if 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 I'd have run 30 seconds quicker I could have I could have got that tenner but it wasn't to be but I was really really pleased with myself and then the others, it was kind of a positive vibe on the way home because everyone had, done, um, you know, quite pleased with what they achieved. So I think Mark, he he did around 124, which I think he thought he was going to do. So he was just a, a few places behind me. But he had come fifth in this race last year mm. and done a PB of 119. So, so I think... It, 
he's not been running as much he'd been injured so he think he was kind of realistic about what he'd achieve so he was happy with that and his partner Emma also not been running loads I think she said her longest run had been six miles that she'd done into the build-up so that's a big jump isn't it from Mm. six to 13 I think she did around one hour 50 which I think she was expecting to do what about Rosie? Yeah, so Rosie, so as I said, I've been, I'd, I'd help Rosie with a bit of a coaching plan for the last sort of eight or nine weeks leading up to the race. And uh, Rosie was, I think she was targeting about one hour 48. So she ended up doing 144. So she was really pleased with that. And I, I was yeah, kind amazing. of pleased. Yeah, really pleased for her. And she'd been really put the effort in. She'd really yeah. done the, she'd been doing intervals every week, a long run every weekend. Some of the long runs longer than the actual sort of race distance. But she did the sessions. Uh, we had good back and forth communication during the training plan. And she was kind of, you know, but on the whole did everything. A few weeks she tailored it a bit around work and and family life and if she was a bit tired so it's good learning for me of what it's like to kind of help someone in a kind of one-to-one coaching way and then it was really pleasing for me uh, to see her like achieve the benefits from that and kind of achieve kind of overachieve what she thought she might do so so yeah it was great well yeah and so I had a bit of a debrief with Rosie after as well so um so yeah so thank you to Rosie for helping me out and I hope uh, hope she's pleased with the time that she achieved yeah so congratulations to everyone who did the race um I hope you all achieved achieved your goals and also massive thanks as ever to people who organize these races so loads of marshals and the organizing team people do it for the the love of it and that you know this is just one race one weekend there'll be loads all over the country and it's hundreds throughout the year so you know people put huge amount of effort into putting these things on for people like us to enjoy them yeah brilliant okay great so moving on we've as usual we've had some nice messages from some of our listeners so thanks very much for continuing to listen and send us feedback we really appreciate it so Paul, have you got a few mm. people that have got in touch yeah. with us? Yeah, so I had a nice email from Sean, who emailed us at runningpartners@outlook.com. You can contact us anytime, so thanks, Sean. Uh, some lovely feedback, and glad you're enjoying the show. And then another Sean was also in touch, who had listened to the last episode about like family life and running and fitting it in, and was like reflecting on his own experiences of finding time when it, when he's uh, on a Saturday morning while his daughter was at um, a cl- an activity class. So uh, thanks, Sean, and, and glad you're enjoying the show. And then some nice comments from Peter, Caitlin and Kevin also uh, who've, who've been listening. Thank you, guys. And if you've got any topics you want us to pick up, just keep letting us know and we'll, we'll weave them into future shows. Um, and a bit of an apology, one thing we didn't mention, and it reminded me of my interactions with Sean when he was talking about the episode from last week, was that we have relied on family members, haven't we, for helping us yeah, out with that's... running. Yeah, so my mum, if we've been over and stayed there, she's looked after the children while we've been running together or one of us has been running so yeah thanks to me mum yeah. and your mum and dad have as well yeah yeah we've done the same at their house haven't we we've yeah. been for runs and they've also tough to the children the odd time over the years haven't they while we've done a, a race, race together yeah yeah so a couple of occasions yeah they've come to the race i think yeah and, yeah, yeah and yeah, a couple of occasions children. we've we've yeah, been we've, doing the race at the same time yeah, and they've they've yeah. kept them at their house so i think so, we yeah. overlooked the importance that yeah. family <laughs> the role of family members can play in helping 
popping yeah. out, particularly around childcare. So. Well, we've not had any complaints. We just thought about it. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So thanks again. So we always like to hear from you, but whether it's through Facebook, Strava, Instagram, or email us directly. Right. So let's get into our running for the last seven days. So Alison, tell us what you've been up to. Okay, so um, I've done four runs so far this week. Two of them were easy runs and doing my 10k race, not this weekend, but the weekend after. So this week was a bit lower mileage and next week will be even lower mileage just so that I can get a bit of a rest. But A bit of a um, mini taper sort yeah. of thing, not as much as you would do for a longer race, but enough that you feel fresh come yeah. the race day. Yeah, so this week... Obviously, I usually go to track on Tuesday, but I couldn't go this week because you were playing football, weren't you? So um, I had to do a run a bit earlier and from home. So I had to do what you do and do my intervals on the street. Mm. So I haven't have done it before. Quite difficult, that isn't it? But yeah, it's quite difficult. I think I nearly ran into a few people a couple of times because I was shocked. I was like looking at my watch, and then I look up, and someone was like right right in front of me. But um. Yeah, so it was only, it was two minutes on and then two minutes off. Um, and I think I was trying to achieve 6.50 pace. So I think overall I did that. So it's a bit up and down, obviously. And how many yeah. of those repetitions uh, did think, you do yeah, then? Yeah, 15. 15. So you got 30 minutes of, yeah. of speed work into the session. Yeah. Yeah, And right. then obviously I said I've done two easy runs Wednesday, Thursday, and then this morning I've just done my long run, and that was similar actually. It was, but it was fifteen minutes one minute of... intervals. So instead of the long run that I have been doing, it was shorter intervals. So yeah, same thing really. One um, minute on, one minute off. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the gap? What was the recovery for the two minute intervals? Was two that minutes. two minutes? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. a shorter sprint, but a shorter recovery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that added up to about eight miles this morning okay so and i guess the logic then with those runs is you probably want to be doing those intervals at your kind of 5k pace so that when you're extending those and obviously you're not having the recoveries in the in the context of a 10k race you'll be running a bit slower than you would for the sprint but you obviously you'll be won't be stopping between so you'll be trying to maintain that pace for whatever time that you were trying to achieve on the race in Mm -hmm. And what are you? What do you? What have you got a goal in your mind for the ten k race then? That you're willing thinking, to vocalise? I was thinking about that this week actually because obviously I've talked about I've, over the summer I I had a bit of a kind of rest from running to try and recover from an injury. So I've been running consistently since September, but I'm not back to what how I was before sort of this time last year. So I don't think it's achievable to try and do a pb but and the race that you did your 10k personal best in was this same race yeah, one so year same, ago same course so yeah. it's a benchmark to see you yeah. know you'll, the time will be a reflection of where yeah. your fitness is i think if if it's anything if it's like 46 or more i'll probably be a bit disappointed okay so, so any, if it's anything four, with a four, 45 five. 59 it'd okay be you'd right. be happy and anything under that yeah even happier yeah well that'd be two minutes slower than last year well, you'll get a free hat and a Christmas pudding. Yeah. So whatever the time, yeah, you know, yeah, happy days. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I might do one more run this week, an easy run at the weekend. So, yeah, what about right. you? Yeah, so just easy running for me this week. So a bit of recovery week after the race. So my coach has said, take it easy, you know, just make sure you recover well. 
which is, so I've done a, I've done I've done four or five runs this week, but all kind of easy, easy pace, nothing more than kind of about an hour. Uh, so I've enjoyed that. I've played football for the uh, Hallam Globe Trotters on Tuesday nights. So that was fun. We lost, but you know, hey ho. Uh, so, so yeah. So a bit of football and a, and a bit of running for me this week. I'm also doing the same 10k as you. And I, I guess what I'm hoping is the running, the training that I did that was quite a lot building up to the half marathon, a recovery week this week, maybe some sprints next week just to kind of refresh the legs a bit. That I'll have decent fitness and I'll be able to do an all right time in the 10k. But I'm I'm probably it kind of was a bit of a secondary goal for me. The goal was the half marathon, so I'm hoping that I can kind of do a good time in the 10k off the back of that. But we'll we'll see. So yeah, so I've yeah. kind of enjoyed the week of running because it's it felt nice and no pressure, relaxing, no pressure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this week, as Paul mentioned, we're going to be talking about ultras. So I think you're going to be hearing quite a lot from Paul on this topic because. I've only done a couple of ultras. And what so... would you say? What is an ultra for well, anyone who's not Yeah, sure? so an ultra is anything over a marathon, isn't it? That's the definition. Yeah. But I think people tend to, you know, add a bit more on than that, don't they? So, you know, like... 30, typically 30 miles are probably yeah, the lower yeah, end, would yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I don't think... Up, yeah, there aren't many that are shorter than that. than that. Yeah, and brand themselves as an ultra. And how high up any... You know how well, I think that they, they tend to be on trails, don't they? Trails Sorry, or off road. Sorry, I mean how far distance? Oh know, right, 30 miles I was, to, we talk, was talking no, about no. Ele- elevation. Communication issue. Yeah. No. So how? Um, what they could go up to like anything, couldn't they? Two hundred miles. Yeah, I miles. mean, there's all sorts of weird distances. things, mm. isn't there? Like you know, multi-day mm. ones that are like you know 500 miles yeah, aren't there and yeah. things like that I, I think there's been a lot more around ultras in probably the last 10 years haven't there they've really Seems increased been, and there's yeah. quite a lot around that you can enter but yeah I would say that anything above 100 miles is something that not that many people yeah. do isn't it there's quite a lot in the 30 to sort of 50, 50 yeah that, you know happening yeah. regularly around the country that and they're quite achievable in a day, in yeah. a day you know yeah. you're not talking about overnight stays overnight running and all that sort Sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into doing ultras? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems a sensible kind of place to start. So for me, I'd done a few road marathons mainly and I got up to that marathon distance probably around five or six years ago. And I found that my times on the road had started to sort of plateau a bit. So I'd done a couple of marathons quite around similar time, around three hours and, and in eight nine minutes and then I've done a few half marathons all in the kind of 126 127 range and I was getting a bit sort of bogged down really and frustrated and kind of stuck I suppose and I thought oh maybe I just need to do something a bit different something that's going to kind of like reignite my sort of enjoyment of running and not being frustrated with stuck with times and so I just like I'd heard a bit about ultras and didn't really know a lot and not really didn't really know people who'd done ultras and I just thought oh I'll, I'll see a, a, I'll read a bit more and I just remember reading this article in Runner's World and it was kind of saying that it was all it was it was kind of saying the, the joy of ultras and how great they can be and that I just remember this bit about it you could eat cake 
<laughs> and I was thinking, this sounds great. So you could go out running all day, you eat, kind of eat what you want, and and the pace was almost like irrelevant, and it was about covering the distance. Mm. It's kind of like a bit of a different sport, really, isn't it? Almost like mm. ultra running compared to road running, because what people ask you about when you've done a road marathon is like, oh, what time did you do, yeah. and what pace did you do? Whereas with ultras, it's more about Oh, like how long did it take? Yeah, yeah what, what the, the distance? How hilly was it? Yeah, was it, what, what was the was scenery it? like? Where was yeah, it? And yeah, and did you finish? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, did yeah, exactly. It's sort of different. I suppose mm. it's a bit like you know, um, trying to think of an analogy like five aside football and mm. eleven aside football. Mm. Kind of completely different sports, and the attributes you need to excel at one will be different to mm. the attributes you need to excel at another. So, so I kind of started reading around it. I thought, well. You know, the only way to know what this thing is like is to give it a go. And I quite like the idea of not focusing my training on pace, more focusing it on time and being out on your feet. And then thinking about a run that would be like probably a mixture of running, walking, would be off road. So I'd done all my kind of most of my running always on road, not really on trail. So I thought, well, it'll kind of be an opportunity to train on the trail and race on the trail a bit. I found a, a relatively local race, so it was about an hour an hour away. Um, the race series was called Punk Panther, um, so they, they run a load of races around Yorkshire. And I found a, it was called the Welcome Ultra. I thought, like, perfect. You know, Welcome Ultra, that sort of, uh, you know, it felt like, oh, this is designed for people who've, like, newcomers. not done it, newcomers. Yeah. And, it, mm-hmm. and so I, it, that was really kind of positive to me because it made me feel like it's probably something that, is a kind of welcome in terms of the environment and welcome in terms of the capability of people to be able mm-hmm. to do it. And I kind of looked at the course. It was a bit up and down, nice off-road, around parts of the country I'd not run before. And it was 40 miles, so I thought, I'll just I'll just enter it. And I think I probably entered it, probably had a four or five months out from the, the race. I think it was a kind of, you know, one of these where you sat at home perhaps it might have been during Christmas and you're looking for things to do and mm. you're sort of you know, feeling a bit so- sorry for yourself you've eaten too much you've drunk too much you think oh I need a bit of a target and 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 I entered the race yeah yeah so that's kind of how you started off and you've done you sort of built up to like longer races mm. didn't you as time went on and um obviously I've been involved with some of them I ran and ran with you on one of them but also kind you of ca- I mean you came and to that things. first one that yeah yeah one. I mean what did you think like when I decided to enter it and went for it do you think oh like crazy or it's good you know or do you, you know were you worried do you think oh you know you'll find me somewhere on a hill in Yorkshire or <laughs> you know I can't remember to be honest (laughs) I think yeah just like thought fine get on with it sort of thing yeah so there's a few things that you definitely need when you do an ultra which you probably get away with without with road running so you definitely need to have trained like properly don't you so you need to have run a certain amount of miles to be able to do it so probably like marathon distance don't you I think like that's good preparation you need crews yeah so you need people to help you do things like that maybe not for 
a 30 Depends, mile race yeah. like you could probably carry enough food and stuff but for anything longer than that you need really need people that are willing to sort of drive a car around and with food in the boot meet you up where, where the road yeah. sort of crosses the yeah. trail meet you get stock your water up or yeah energy drink and grab a, something to eat and that sort of stuff yeah. yeah and you also need clothing and equipment for it so you need clothes you mm. need like a, ja- a waterproof jacket mm. with tape seams trousers, trousers yeah. with, like if it's in the winter compass you, you need to have well even in the summer you need, mm. sometimes need winter gear don't you, you because do, you don't yeah. know what it's going to be like torch. on the yeah. on the tops of mountains yeah. or hills or trails and things um yeah head torch and all and you need to carry all that stuff so you, you need that and I think like one of the other things is a mindset isn't it that's a bit different because I think lots of people say it's more about mental kind preparation. of preparation mm. and strength isn't it than it, it is yeah. when you're road running you, obviously you need to think about what you're doing and have a strategy for road running but you need to kind of be able to keep strong mentally because there's quite a lot of chances to drop out of an ultra isn't yeah. there there's lots of checkpoints and things where you could do and you need to sort of be able to power on mentally through those because sometimes it's not just a physical thing is it no yeah so that's interesting so there's a there's kind of a lot in there isn't Mm. there i think so picking on the last thing you just said then thinking about that is like so i think you're right in terms of the the training there's two elements to the training the physical element but in in my experience i think if anyone's doing an ultra probably up to the sort of 40 mile distance that i did my first one in the training for a marathon you more it is more or less the same sort of training you would do for that distance you might do the long runs might be slightly longer or you might do the odd run where you do a long run of 20 miles one day and try and go out and do an hour the next day six seven miles and the next day to feel that fatigue in your legs mm-hmm. but actually what so we i think probably in another episode maybe we'll get into much more detail about the training around an ultra but i think in terms of the mental preparation i tried to use the long runs to do that mental preparation you know whether that was like just trying to not look at the watch and just enjoy the time out on the road on the trail or the road be thinking try and go out for like th- at least three hours and be thinking this might be I'd have done a third of the distance or half the distance or whatever the distance of the race is trying to equate the time out to what the time would be for that chunk of the race whether it be like having listened to music or podcast things that you can distract you and enjoy a bit more and all those sorts of things and really just get used to that feeling of being on your feet but not but not pushing the runs to the point of like tiredness, but to the point of you can just keep going and feel nice and relaxed and that sort of thing. And so trying to do that physical and mental preparation during the training week after week after week. So when it got to the point of doing the ultra, particularly that first one, I had no idea how long it was going to take. I think it took me, I don't know, maybe um, seven hours or something like that mm. it, um, it was quite a lot memory. of climb wasn't there there's yeah there tends to be in ultras, yeah that was really helpful I think the other thing that made a big difference and this is I think different to lots of road races particularly if you're someone who you're focusing on your own goal your own time is there's an opportunity to like meet people and talk to people during the course of the race mm. and that can be quite helpful in a number of ways well it can stop you getting lost you know, yeah. if you pair up with someone, it can kind of distract you mentally because you can spend time chatting to someone. There's usually periods, particularly up hills, where you might be walking, so you can like 
kind of you know get your breath back you and you can kind of then also you know you've by the virtue of you you meeting that person you've both got a shared interest which is doing this race so you then can talk about that you know and it, I, I find that's that is perhaps a bit different I don't know what you think yeah definitely I mean you don't tend to chat to Stop people in chat. in no. road races do you just because you haven't got the time to the do breath. that yeah 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 and I think in some of the longer races that you've done it's kind of kept you going a bit hasn't it to like run yeah. with someone for a bit and then they might move on or you yeah. might move on and, and that sort of thing and also at checkpoints it's a bit more chilled out isn't it you can stop and have a drink and, and chat to people and that sort of thing yeah so, grab some food yeah you know yeah. properly refresh and restock and yeah and also you talked about the training and going out would you do that on this same sort of terrain that the race is on generally? yeah try to I mean I, I'm not great at that I, that's probably because I'm a bit of a habitual road runner and all my favorite routes tend to be roads but I did I did make a more of an effort where we live you can run two or three miles and you can be off road can't you easily yeah. onto trails and you can be on those trails for as long as you like so I did make an effort to do that and I, that is well any race the logic is train on the terrain of the race so if you're doing a flat 10k train on road train on flat roads if you're doing a hilly marathon on roads try and get some hills in it if you're doing an off-road ultra go off-road so so yeah i did try and do that so the the other thing that i mentioned was about cruise so the longest ultras you've done you've done the hard moors 110 race twice Twice, yeah and the hard moors 110 is actually 112 miles isn't it that's uh, seems to be um, their sort of signature move is always add on a couple of miles to the race we, we enjoy, enjoy that, don't we? Yeah, we do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That race runs from, is it always from Filey? Filey Filey all the way up the coast, coast on the, the Cleveland coast. Way. Cleveland Way, yeah. All the way to Helmsley. Yeah. Is yeah. that where it ends? So you kind of I go I think they have land. done it in yeah. reverse, yeah. but now I think it's pretty much always that Filey to Helmsley. Yeah. And, yeah, staying on that national trail the Cleveland yeah, Way. Yeah, so that's way. kind of quite, it's a bit up and down, isn't it? There's quite a lot of steps and things like that as you can imagine and I think some of it's been washed away recently mm, actually so they coastal, keep having yeah. to sort of move it in and yeah. a bit scary really being right on the edge but um, anyway so that's the first half is kind of all along and then it, it goes inland yeah. doesn't it but that sort of length race obviously you need to have people that are going to support you yeah. on that and you've had that haven't you I so have, my, yeah. my brother Sean has been very kind to support yeah. you on that both times hasn't he so and you as well yeah and me so first time I I came as well in the day and I had the three children in the car with me how was that it was that was challenging I was kind of hoping that I could swap places with you at some point because <laughs> well running was, uh, a 112 mile ultra is preferable to supervising three children yeah. on a boiling hot day on the Yorkshire mm. coast oh at one point I had to try and lock them in the car because they were so wild and then obviously you can't do that because you can just open it from the the inside they were chasing all around the car okay. yeah anyway yeah that's a different okay. story but um, yeah so Sean's been he drove to quite a lot of points didn't yeah. he? all through the, night, through the night both yeah. times and and supplied you with all sorts of nice yeah, foods, so, pizzas and all sorts yeah and that you know there's there's the benefit of that that you need in terms of 
um, nutrition, physical, you know, you need someone who's going to meet you mm-hmm. that you can get a bite to eat, help get a drink. But also it's a huge mental boost when you, you're running, you know, and you've been going three hours, four hours, eight hours, ten hours, and you're seeing a friendly face who's giving you like a a kind of pat on the back, keep going, doing really well and all that sort of thing. And regardless almost of how you feel, it's sort of a real big help. And they have to kind of revise a bit, don't they? Because yeah. there are points in races, and I'm sure this is the same in other races, not just the Hardmore series, where you are allowed to have people meet you and there are places where you're not allowed to have yeah, people meet so- you. So they need to kind of know that in advance have a map know where they're going and and things like that so it's not it's not an easy task is it no it's not it's probably worth if i just go back to the 40 mile race that i first did how my kind of journey then to do the 110 evolved and it it all kind of ties in with the bit you're saying about crew and helping was that on the 40 mile race I ran with a um, a lady called Claire Baker and I just met her during that race and then she I was just asking her, you know, had she done many ultras, what how you know, just general running chat and we were running for quite a while during the Punk Panther forty mile race and ended up finishing together. And in fact we finished at the same time, but she very generously said, Oh, you finish in front of me and then I ended up finishing we finished at the same time, but she said, you go to the desk first to say you finished. And I was third and she was fourth. So it was kind of a, um, like a really generous thing to do. And I got a little shield. So it was the yeah. first ever time I'd finished on a, a podium, if you like. So, but I remember talking to Claire in that and she was saying she'd done longer ultras and she'd won races. And I was kind of quite inspired. And then during that 40 mile race, she met, uh, her husband who was her crew Jonathan during the race and he was he got food and stuff and I, and then I kind of met him just by running with her at the mm. same time I was saying how do you do 110 miles she'd done the hard moors race and I'd never heard of the hard moors series and she said look if you can do this this 40 miles if you could go out tomorrow and do another 10 15 miles then you could do 110 miles and and that kind of like stuck with me but I didn't go out the next day and do (laughs) 10 or 15 miles but what I did do was I did enter the 110 mile race the following year after that and I thought well you kind of meet people don't you and they give you that inspiration Mm -hmm. and then and then as soon as I'd entered it I like contacted Claire and Jonathan and said, look, I've entered this race. I'd be really grateful of any advice. And they were like super helpful in terms of advice for how to train, how to go about the race, but also loads of advice about the crewing, like what you need to do. Jonathan sent through uh, some annotated maps that mm-hmm. were really helpful that yeah, I passed on to Sean, yeah. where you could stop, where really Meet good people, places. Yeah. And, and that, to me, that kind of little story, I think really typifies the the running community in general mm. but specifically around like ultra running that yeah. sort of supportive environment mm. of someone who's happy for you to come in front of them someone who would give you food from their car and drink yeah. from their car someone who would like happily tell you look this is how you can do the race I'll help you we and that like for me that I find that quite it's sort of inspiring and then you know what I think like when we've done other races or you know you've supported me on other races or I've support, supported Mark on a couple of races yeah. like I try to like replicate that same mm-hmm. sort of feeling of like shared help so you're yeah. there to support someone but you're there really to support the whole event and everyone you know and 
you if someone needed water you give them the water and all that sort of stuff and that is i think that's why ultras are really like fantastic to do yeah. if you get a chance to do one i think that's what you know the hard moors races that you've you've done a couple mark's done quite a few hasn't he and i've entered one i have to defer but yeah i'm hopefully going to do it next series, year i think it? that their kind of ethos is all around that isn't it the, yeah, the people that organize it the John and Shirley Steele yeah, they're yeah. like that's kind of part of their ethos and they're always around aren't they as well yeah from the, like, there you from know the, to help when you arrive to when you finish even the races that yeah the 110 the that are going yeah. on people are finishing 30 35 yeah. hours they're there at the end yeah, yeah to say well done here's your medal here's your t-shirt you know Give congratulations you your food and stuff yeah. at the end and that sort of thing yeah. so so yeah so but going back to what you were saying, so yeah, that I, I kind of I was inspired by Claire and Jonathan. I got into the hard moors races, and then yeah, Sean's been a, a huge help to me. I couldn't have done those races without him. And also, the other thing to mention is on a lot of longer ultras, you can have a support runner for mm-hmm. part of it. So this is someone who isn't in the race but can run with you for chunks of the race. And for the first time, I did the Hard Moors 110. My running friend Mark helped me, and he ran the second half of the race. And, you know, what you don't sort of, you know, you're focusing on your training. You think, right, I've got to do 110 miles. It's going to take me, you know, 30 hours, and I've got to really think about that. But he also then had to think about it. He, I was asking him to run 50, 55 to 60 miles. I'm mm-hmm. not exactly sure how far, you know, meet you about halfway and run the second half. And like he'd not ever done that distance before. I think the mm-hmm. most he'd done was like a thirty mile run or maybe even a marathon at that point. So you're talking you're asking someone to do double what they're used to just to help you. Yeah. But he did it and that was fantastic. And then you also did it for me the following yeah. uh, when I did the race a couple of years later, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, so I I did, yeah, about sixty miles, didn't I? So yeah, I had to train for that and I really enjoyed it actually, doing that. It kind of there's something quite nice about running through the night and obviously my brother Sean was was there so he was sort of crewing both of us at at Mm. that point wasn't he and because you would already run nearly 50 60 miles whatever you're a bit slower so that yeah it was I was able to keep you were getting bored yeah so um yeah (laughs) no but yeah and our son Beck came and crewed with Sean which was nice and I think he slept in the night yeah I don't think he he did very much but but it was nice to see him wasn't it it's like gives you a real like boost doesn't it yeah and I think that's it it's kind of it's not just you running the race is it it's it, that's sort of so, almost only like half of yeah. it really isn't it because the the crews and the people all around it the people that organize the races um and the marshals and everyone that helps with that they're kind of the other half of it aren't they and you and it just wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to do it and it wouldn't be the same the same no, vibe would it's it? like a and real the, like team yeah, effort yeah, yeah and it, it's you know, I know from talking to Sean, he actually really enjoys mm. the feet. He really enjoys it. So I think, yeah, you know. That's a job in itself, isn't it? And he it? enjoys seeing you know, the other runners and supporting the yeah. other runners. And yeah, mm-hmm. and it, I think, yeah, he, and he's he's had to stay up for kind of to, sort of through the night. So yeah. He's been up for like two days. And, yeah. and he's supported other runners as yeah. well. Because you kind of, if you're stopping somewhere, if there's someone that's running kind of near you, then he'll see that person again and again. Give and them then, well done. Yeah, and maybe give them some water or whatever if their their crew isn't at that 
place in time or whatever so yeah so it's, it is a great a great thing to do there's lots of race series so we you know around in the uk but globally as well like the you know a bit of searching you can find marathons usually on trails yeah i mean ne- nearby you've spoken a bit haven't you about doing the utmb ccc race and that race is is quite hard to get into isn't it and i think it's even harder now you qualified for that from doing hard moors didn't you so you have to get points and things like that to get into a utmb um well one of the longer races anyway yeah yeah yeah, so you've you've mentioned that in previous episodes haven't you but that one i don't know did you feel like obviously we couldn't crew Mm. you on that one we were in chamonix but because of logistics logistics yeah there were there were buses and things and they do try and i think had i been without the children i might have been able to and also sean and nicola were there again yeah so we all stayed in chamonix for that one yeah but um we weren't able to kind of come and meet you at places did you find that different or yeah so uh, yeah yeah i did you know it is nice i guess i knew that wasn't going to be the case so i sort of like prepared for that and also the advantage of that race unlike some of the other ultras that are fewer participants was that you were never really on your own so you were kind of like always amongst other competitors because there are a few thousand people do it so you were sort of not isolated in in other races I think there's a risk that on long races you could if you haven't got crew and you haven't got someone running with you you could spend a lot of time on your own I think that'd be quite tough so so yeah I definitely missed that um we did keep in touch quite a bit didn't Mm. we on whatsapp and things which was nice I was sending you some pictures and things so yeah it wasn't quite the same yeah so so there's plenty of opportunities so there's we've talked about hard moors pump panther there's dig deeps another set of races around us centurion i think is another one yeah so there's a bunch of different ultra series so a bit of web searching uk but also other countries you can easily find one if you want to kind of dip your toe in it and, and have a go like i would recommend it to anyone and i and i think that kind of anyone can do it yeah so i think i do think anyone could do it because i think there's a physical element but if you run a lot or you want to spend a lot of time running to train yourself up, you know, I think people can build up the physical capability, then it's the mindset. I mean, what do you do you think is it, do you think anyone could do an all Yeah, I think if they if they want to. If they want to, yeah, I think it's not for everyone, is it? If you think it's something that you'd enjoy and yeah, definitely. I don't think people should put limits on themselves in terms of ultras and things. No, so, I don't. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, you know, so we've talked a lot about the positives. Any downsides, do you think, to kind of ultras? The only things are really that it's it's obviously time-consuming, isn't it? Because the training is a bit... I mean, training for a marathon is time-consuming, time so a little bit that. more. But if, if that's not a problem for you, that that's fine. But it, I suppose it's a bit more expensive, isn't it? In terms yeah. of... The races are a bit more expensive, but you'd expect that because some of them involve trackers and obviously it's mm. they've got like race organizers have got to consider safety and cover costs of things like that you know having mountain rescue 
ready and things like that so I can understand that but also you might need to go travel a bit and stay overnight mm, and you yeah. might need pe- other, people other people to, to spend money yeah. obviously talked about Sean Crew and he, you know he had to come and stay over hotel, with us hotel nights, and yeah. all that sort of stuff yeah. fuel costs driving yeah. around and that sort of thing and also kit and equipment you yeah, need, you need got... that and you need to renew it I mean I've, yeah. I've had various jackets and things and where the tape yeah. seams have come off yeah. and then you, you need that for your training as well so you can wear it out you know just be a bit costly more mm. costly than it, it would be to kind of just do you know a you local know, yeah. race on the yeah. road if you do a london marathon it's that's it's got it's cost. got costs yeah, attached to it so fair. so i think that's it really and i think that people probably think it's a bit overwhelming don't they they think hard oh, like i'll never be able to yeah. do that and well i thought that yeah you know yeah until i entered and then mm. You meet someone else and they say you can do it. And yeah. why not do a longer one? This is how you can train. And then it kind of like, it opens your eyes, I think, to what you're kind of physically capable of that maybe you didn't think you were. And I think most of that is through mindset as much as physical conditioning. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I think the the other thing I think that I learned, this was probably more training for the particularly the 110 miles. So, so particularly long ultras is it can be quite tiring, which is I quite enjoy that feeling of being mm-hmm. tired through training and over a period of time. And I guess it's quite it can be quite difficult to combine that goal with any other goal. So I found mm. that that goal was quite singular for me. So I don't know, uh, I would have struggled, I think, if I wanted to do that. And then I was also looking to like try and improve my 10K time at the same time yeah, and stuff. That yeah. The idea of trying to combine time on your feet and distance to in training with speed work, probably uh, like I found that difficult or complicated. So, But I didn't try. I didn't really try. So I just accepted my goal was the... 110 mile race I'm going to just spend lots of time out and about and I was trying to take every opportunity to go running so even if I play football down the road mile and a half down the road I'd run there Mm. play my football and run back so I'm just trying to like get the miles and get the time in the feet yeah I think it's one of those things that you you need I don't know whether a year is a bit excessive to say if say you want to concentrate on ultras if you're then thinking well i also want to do a better marathon time you probably need to leave that to the next those year goals out. yeah because yeah, you kind so. of you slow you probably slow down don't you won't you? achieve yeah. your best yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, the volume probably won't be yeah complimentary so yeah so definitely give it a go this you know there can be a few downsides but in my my head they're minor compared to the enjoyment and the pleasure oh, from yeah. doing it completely minor yeah so i think we'll probably do another episode where we get into a bit more detail just around a few things we've touched on to training i think we'll perhaps talk about a bit more about the specifics of that in a future episode perhaps because you 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 know, perhaps in conjunction with your, you've got an ultra planned yeah, for next uh, year. Yeah, I've entered two ultras next year. Well, one of them was a Hardmore's race, Hardmore's 60. I was supposed to do this September, but because of my back problem, um, I wasn't convinced that I'd be able to get around, but I'm very much hoping that that will be okay for next year. So that's the 60 miles. And I've also got a I think it's what did I say 32 yeah 32 miles 32 mile race in June doing that with my friend Rosie that's just done clown so yeah I've got a couple of races and despite everything we've just said you are going to try and train for the London Marathon in April. Well, and then, but you, will you, yeah. are you hoping that yeah. if you train for that, then it'll be kind of can, topping that up yeah, to then do the ultras? Do it that way around, I think, can't you? Yeah, 
Yeah, but probably. Could, if the ultra was the, a month before and the marathon, think, you might struggle to do your best yeah, time. Yeah, I think if I was doing that 60-mile ultra in September and then I was doing one of the marathons in October, Chester or York or whatever, I don't think I'd do be able to do a fast time. I think I think you can do it. There's no... Obviously, you'd be well-trained enough to do yeah. a marathon. It's just if you're looking to do, like your best time or you know age group best yeah. or whatever yeah. I think it, it would be difficult after but I think the other way around if you train for a marathon and then you build up from the marathon I'm going to have work. yeah I'm going to have about between... six weeks between London Marathon yeah. and the first ultra so it might just be a couple of longer run, long runs yeah. or something between and then I'll build up again be ready for the, for the, for the September. 60, 60 mile yeah. yeah so yeah so I think perhaps early next year then we'll do something a bit more specific mm. around training for ultras like looking ahead to those mm. races and and obviously if anyone's doing ultras next year can get into the specifics of training and perhaps talk a bit more about food because that becomes really important mm. doesn't it making yeah. sure you, you've got the right nutrition that will power you on for six seven eight hours or more depending yeah. on the and distance. i guess in training as well what you you, you know during the training practice period, a bit with yeah, food and, and, and yeah yeah um and also maybe we'll get more into the specifics of kit we've not talked around navigation and things like that uh poles poles yeah there's a few things that you might need to think about so yeah we can perhaps talk pick that up in a future yeah. episode and if there's stuff that people want, want to cover, yeah, yeah. it might be that we've not considered something, something that people are yeah. like thinking about so just let, let us, us know, know and we'll we'll definitely weave that in okay i think we've been waffling on long yeah. enough haven't we again <laughs> so yeah so just i just wanted to remember to say good luck to our little one jesse he's doing oh, yeah. cross country tomorrow so um not that he listens to this you no, know him, you know he might do one day <laughs> in 50 yeah. years time yeah, when yeah. he gets it out of the loft or whatever yeah. but um anyway yeah, so he's doing cross country tomorrow, so his little legs will be moving quickly around a muddy field. We also just wanted to mention, so the next topic we're going to do is marathon. Sort of a part um, again. two. Again, yeah. yeah. So I think I will definitely be thinking about what I'm going to do for my marathon training plan. That's on the assumption that I get a good for age place at London Marathon, yeah. but I should know by this time next week so okay, great yeah so we're just going to be talking so about we'll cancel it if you don't get a good yeah yeah we'll talk about something yeah, else yeah definitely yeah. And, yeah. and we were going to talk about fueling within that that darren had asked about drinking during a marathon as well so we'll pick that up i think as part of that episode next week yeah great all right i think that's it for today isn't it yeah so that's all for today if you want to get in touch it's running partners at outlook.com and uh, thanks for listening and bye for now bye thanks for listening to running partners We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave us a rating or review, tell your friends and help us build the Running Partners community. You can email us at runningpartners at outlook.com with any comments, questions, feedback or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes. You can find us on Instagram at 26.2 and Gris Running and we're also on Strava and all the links are in the show notes. See you soon for the next episode of Running Partners.